All right. This week on the High Ground Podcast, we are going to be talking all about Star Wars comics. And I'm super excited because we have some awesome people here. Uh, but stay tuned. We will talk about that shortly right here on the High Ground Podcast. Awesome, and we are back. How's everyone doing today? Doing well. well. All right. Happy to be here. I I am excited. Uh, Victoria is is returning, but um, this is the first time I'm having either of you guys on, and I I am excited for that. Um, I want us to start by uh, let's go around so you guys can introduce yourselves, uh, where we can find your stuff. And I want to ask you, who are you and what is your favorite thing about Star Wars? But I also want to toss in, if you lived in Star Wars, what faction would you be in? Uh, right, so that's Jedi, Jedi, Sith, Mandalorian, Rebel, Clone, First Order, whatever. Um, and who would your master or mentor or whatever be? All right, I know it's a tough one. Um, I'm going to go to Justin first. Fair enough. <clears throat> Hi, everybody. I am Justin Musso, uh, a.k.a. Moose underscore zero on TikTok. Um, I, I'm, I'm a big old nerd, uh, I, I, specifically when it comes to things like comics. Uh, so I'm happy to be here to talk Star Wars comics. Uh, it's a, one of my favorite combinations thereof. Um, I think that... One of the thing I, I really love most about Star Wars is that at the end of the day, it's a story about hope and it's a story about how like change takes time and effort. It isn't it isn't just an instant, you know, okay, like we, we need to topple the Empire. Okay, we did it, the end. It's 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 not an in and out kind of thing. And not only that, but it's also a story about how all every action has consequences that you may not intend and kind of how we deal with those consequences and everything. Um, so I really, I really kind of like that of, of just how, how we deal with grief, how we deal with change and kind of how we deal with taking on the burdens of the last generation and, you know, making them our own or making different choices. Um, and I think if if were I in the Star Wars universe, and if I were a faction, um, I mean, I, I think I, I would most want to be like it, it's it's a weird thing. I think I would most want to be either like an archivist or a smuggler. Uh, I would absolutely be like someone who would be like collecting uh, like Sith and Jedi lore and just like kind of like trying to get a clear picture of that. Um, that gives me a clear picture of why your favorite character is who they are. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That that one hit all the right notes as soon as they were introduced, and I went, "Oh, okay, yeah, this is my favorite." Um, yeah, it's 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 like it's <laughs> off. is already calling it in the chat, anticipating some Afro talk. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh, it's coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doctor Afro is absolutely my what my probably at, at the very least my favorite of the new characters introduced through the comics uh, and probably easily in my top three, just star Wars characters. She's just, she's just rad. I love her. Yeah. Same, 
same. Again, she checked all yeah. those boxes for me too. <laughs> and Triple Zero is just the best droid. Uh, like, oh, yeah. man. I, I thought they Triple Zero. <laughs> I thought they had me with Mr. Bones, but but then Triple Zero came and I was like, oh no, he's like <laughs> Um uh, but yeah, we have uh, uh, Ringo. Uh, your yeah. thoughts, and also, yeah. I don't know what you guys want me to call you. <laughs> so I was like, do you I just, call him? You just call me by my first name. All right, all right, that's fair. <laughs> uh, I'm on Star Wars. Uh, uh, I'm on TikTok and Instagram as that Star Wars guy. Uh, I got Star Wars at a very, very young age. I remember uh, what was it? I, it was in a VHS. That, one of my relatives house and i was just looking at i was like i started watching i was like what is this weird movie because it started with uh empire strikes back and i was like what <laughs> and then i they had the original three so i started watching those and, I, and then when the uh, episode one came out i went to the premiere for that and oh that was amazing that's what sold me on every star wars premiere after that uh the theater went wild during the uh the whole mall sequence and everything mm. <laughs> uh See, if I was in the Star Wars universe, though, I would probably go with the Mandalorian faction. Uh, but Jaster Morrell as my mentor, because he just seems like a very fun guy and a loving dad. And I come <laughs> from a military household, so <laughs> that's uh, okay. Uh, okay. Mandalorians would fit perfect right there. Uh, the thing I love about Star Wars is just, like Justin said, it's a tale of hope. And it's a tale of improving yourself and seeing what other characters go through and it kind of fits into your own personal life at the same time and you always want to keep improving yourself for the future yeah definitely i i gotta ask though because because you 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 invoked the name of jaster so were you a a fan of it back when jaster was boba fett (laughs) Yes, or I, I, after uh, the retcon, the well, Jaster was Django's mentor. I, uh, I first read Jaster back in Open Seasons when he was uh, Django's mentor, and I didn't know about that he was in it before. And then once he came in, man, when they had his name in Mandalorian season two, after that got decoded, I started freaking. I was like, "Oh my god, he's canon now!" <laughs> so hopefully they dig deep into that because I love everything the Mandalorian lore that they had before. Yeah. Hopefully they can work some of that into the newer canon. Yeah. Uh, favorite star. Oh, sorry. Oh yeah, just uh, so pri- prior to um, open seasons and prior to the prequels, Jaster Maria was Boba Fett's name. Yeah, and that that was yeah. it was that character, which is we. It's it's why man. I found that out many years later. Someone told me that, and I was like, that's not true. I was like, it's impossible. I was was Luke on investment. I was like, that can't be true. So I looked it up, and I was like, oh, well, I'm sorry. I I didn't mean to argue with you about that. (laughs) But uh, favorite character in Star Wars, Darth Vader, hands down. I love everything about his story, just the, the emotion that goes behind it, especially in the comics and stuff where they play more out about how Padme's death just affects him and not even Padme's death as well as he starts to feel bad about everything he's done oh. up until uh newer Vader run. I was preparing my emotions because I knew I knew we were gonna talk about Vader twenty twenty, but um I'm not ready. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, I, I, I love it though. And that's, that's one of the, the great things about comics because things change and shift so, so much. I, I feel like it can be really easy to get bogged down in your first introduction to this character or to this thing. And a lot of times that's not the original. <laughs> so when they change it, like you have to be like, okay, my version isn't the first version. So I'm happy they changed it for my version. Let's, let's, let's roll with this um, for sure. And then uh, just real quick before the final and, and, and best introduction, I just want to shout out grandmaster Nick in the chat, Brian with the beard, um, Ace Bronx, Julia, Christine, off brunette, and just some, just we have Carter. Uh, yeah, we have some some awesome people. Core gamer skills, awesome, lovely people. Element Seven, as well. Um, but yeah, we have our final introduction, uh, Victoria. Hey y'all, I'm Victoria. I'm it's Victoria y'all on TikTok and Instagram. Um, I guess I'll answer. If I lived in Star Wars, what faction I would be? I'm going to absolutely shock everyone, jaws dropping to the floor, and say I would want to be in the Rebel Alliance. Um, I would like to work in like intelligence or in some sort of like humanitarian aid. Um, so I, my master's is in cultural heritage management, and so Dr. Afra hits all those boxes for me as well. Um, and so I would, I, I guess. Um, instead of being a rogue archaeologist, I would like to work with the Rebellion or any like empire-affected planets and talk to them about their heritage and like, you know, heritage and conflict, things like that. Um, so I would want Leia to be my mentor, obviously, or Hera Syndulla, but I know that that's um, not exactly like the... Um, genre of work she does um so i'm not sure uh we might need a like foil to dr afra in um on the rebel side um as far as like my favorite thing about star wars i absolutely love that it is like a shared heritage and it's something that we can all um connect over and connect with i i love that like it's something that we share constantly and it's like a contagion. We like, um, we hear about it from someone else and then we share it with someone else. And so it's something that is a really amazing connector. Like I remember it was like something my family would connect over. And so now like finding TikTok, finding like a shared community, there's so much um, beauty in that. And so, yeah, thank you so much for having me. I always love being here. I, yeah, it's, oh uh, man. Talk to Vader. Talk about Vader with 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 her. It's just it's the best thing ever. <laughs> I can't um, wait. <laughs> but uh, so f for me, as uh, I've always thought, Sith were cool. That's why my name is Darth Chaco. I'm no Sith. I try yeah. to be. <laughs> I know. I, I I say the same. I, I've tried. It's that's not me. Um. So yeah, as as cliche as it would be, I, I would be a Jedi, but I would be more akin to the High Republic Jedi. Um, and as you read those books, you, you know you you see how every person views the Force differently. Um, and as a musician myself, I actually find myself aligning a lot with the Jedi Master Avar Chris, who hears the Force as music, as a melody, and so like. 
like she knew something was wrong because she's hearing the force as a melody and there's something missing from it or there's like a wrong note or there's something bad and that's that's how she knows and i just think that's just the coolest the coolest thing ever so yeah i would i would be uh, a jedi and um and i'd love to have avar chris but part of me also <laughs> wants um buckets of blood as as my master, um, and this is, yeah, buckets of blood is is so cool. Just a, a big Chagrian Jedi who's like, buckets of blood is on the scene, and then they're like, okay, so you're gonna like start whooping people, and he's like, no, I hate fighting. Like, <laughs> why, why is your name buckets of blood? I'm trying to keep the blood in the body, like like yeah. he he's a, a healer, <laughs> and that's that's. I feel it's also fitting for me. I mean, my, my upbringing has always made has made me have to be ready to fight at any time, but um, it's never a goal. <laughs> it's not enjoyable at all. So I kind of resonate with that. But yeah, let's uh, let's jump into it. So the right. first question, first two, I'm I'm putting together. Uh, I'm going to you first, Ringo. It's um, why do you enjoy comics and what is unique about the medium? I enjoy comics because it's a way to get out of the real world. You, you, you go into these fantasy worlds and it's, it's just, it opens up so much more in it. And honestly, like from seeing TV shows and stuff based on comic books, I actually lose track of everything and stop reading their voices in my head as my voice and start reading it as the voices of all those other characters and even make up voices if they don't have any uh, voices <laughs> for them. Like before we got on here, I read uh, the house of L number one, the newer one mm. and all those Superman in there. I was at different voices coming in for him, but it was also pulled from the 1990s Clark Kent and then the, uh, uh, the, the new Lois and Clark Clark, Clark Kent and Henry Cavill and, and Brandon Routh and stuff. And, I was just, I was so lost and enthralled. And my fiance was like, hey, uh, don't you have a podcast coming up soon? I was like, yes, I do. I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, about the medium is, what I love is just the fans and, and everything and the, the writers. I've met a few comic book writers like uh, uh, Stan Lee. And, oh, he just puts so much love in everything and all of his books. And even the stuff he didn't write, like, someone was asking him about Ultron and the first time I ever met him. And he's like, well, I never wrote Ultron, but let me tell you about him. <laughs> and, uh, uh, you can't, Frank you Miller can't casually too. drop that as like, I've met a few authors. I don't know. Stan Lee. Stan Lee. <laughs> like, you know, it's just all casual. The hell? Stan Lee. <laughs> like, I, uh, I, I actually couldn't talk when I met Stanley. I was just like, my friend was like, you got to talk to him. I was like, oh, yes, Mr. Lee. <laughs> I got him to sign a few issues of my Fantastic Four uh, books that I had. And it, was, it was just a fun time. And, and he was just telling me about all his stories and stuff. And all the other writers that I've met, like Frank Miller, he even though he doesn't really like talking that much, he said he's really shy. He just he went on and on about uh, Man Without Any Fear. And I actually just took him the Dark Knight Returns book, and he's like, "Let me tell you about Daredevil." <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I just the fan interaction and everything I've met online and at conventions—that's what I love most about comics. More than the book itself, it's everyone else that loves comic books as well. 
Yeah, I got it. I have I have lots of great memories from. I've been fortunate enough to be connected with um, the people that put on Comic Con. So I, I I work it at least three days every single year, except this lucky. year. But um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is like I love hanging out in Artist Alley and just like talking to people. And um, also, I go to where autographs are, and there's also there's always like lesser known people and there's no one getting um uh, i can't think of the actor's name but i hung out with benedict wong um <laughs> for like like 20 minutes we're just like chatting and laughing and making fun of people and like um the the voice actors and and stuff like steve blum for some reason no one was there we're just like chatting and like super weird um but anyways same question to you victoria uh What's awesome? Why do you like comics? And like, what's unique about the medium? So for me, I am definitely the newest um, comic book reader out of this group. Um, I did not read a comic until um, quarantine started, I guess, over a year, like a year ago now. Um, And so I guess for me, for a long time, comics seemed like this unattainable world, this world that only a chosen few get to enter and only a chosen few get to experience and love and connect with. Um, I've never, I've never been to a Comic-Con. I've never um, had these like shared experiences that I felt um, united the comic community. But um, something that I enjoy so much about comics is that I found an entry point that worked for me. Um, And I think that for me, I want to like represent that to anybody that's like wanting to get into comics or like they think that, oh, there's so much out there. I don't know where to start. Um, just find something like anything that you're interested in. And I'm guaranteeing you there's something for you. And I, I thought that um, it was just something that I couldn't attain or, or like a community I couldn't connect with. And so I think that, that it was it was more welcoming than I anticipated. Um, and I enjoy comics, um, outside just like personally, because, um, I'm like a dancer. And so I'm very sensitive to pacing and movement, um, as somewhat like of a visual artist myself. I, uh, love that comics have a set pace, but it also has a very like unique and personal pace as well. There's something about the movement of comics that, really resonates with me um like i'm i'm sitting here right now with um darth vader 2020 number eight and the three panels uh i mentioned this on um a previous podcast with you but the three panels where um he's like in the eye or he's like interacting with the eye and it's like anakin's face luke's face and then palpatine's face and um though just the pacing of that what do you want what do you need or does it even matter like the the ideas of pacing and like you're talking about giving voices um there's something so beautiful about seeing visuals um and like the marriage of text and visuals but it's also such a personal experience of those texts and visuals that it's not completely laid out for you like you get to build the puzzle yourself they give you the pieces but you get to build it yourself um and i think that's something that that is unique about this medium so it's it's got a lot of uh touch points that you can engage with um and that is something that i hope anyone listening to this that is like i don't know where to start 
um, what I did was I really loved Darth Vader and I was like, I would like to dive deeper into his characterization. And I read the Darth Vader comics um, in like oh, three days. <laughs> and so, um, and now like keeping up with the latest run. And so um, it, it's just finding an entry point. And then you're like, oh, well uh, now I can read more and uh, finding an entry point. And then there's tons of branches that you can find other things. Absolutely. Um, actually it, uh, and I hope this isn't putting you on a spot at all, but I remember you talking about like your first experience, like going to a comic book store. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Cause it's something I've never even thought about. And I, I was mm -hmm. curious if you'd be willing to share it. If yeah. Not, I, cool. <laughs> oh, yeah. I would be very willing to talk about this. So besides the fact that I already am very introverted and I get nervous about any sort of interaction that I'm not sure about how it's going to play out. Um, I physically walked into a comic book store for the first time close to Christmas. Um, and it was near, I think, uh, it was Darth Vader number four. Yeah, that's exactly what, what it was. Darth Vader number four had come out. Maybe it wasn't close to Christmas. I don't know. But anyways, so Darth Vader number four, I was like, I have to attain this comic. And I was like, but I have to beat the final boss level of going into a comic book store. And I was like, oh no, <laughs> what are we going to do? Um, and I guess as someone that had not engaged with it before, I didn't understand this whole, oh, like what is a pull list? Like, do I need to know what that is before I walk in? Um, and also just uh, feeling like I was going to be quizzed or I was going to walk in and they were going to be like the Gatekeeper comics videos. Um, I know we interacted over that post that I made. Um, I thought I was going to be quizzed or that I was going to be looked at the entire time while I was in there. Um, and so I was like, I know exactly what I'm going in for. Um, I still don't browse to this day. I will not physically browse in a comic book store, but I'm going to get there one day. Um, but I, ha I have my pull list and I go in, get my stuff, and then I'm out. But um, I guess like what I was talking about before, it seems like a world that is so vast, you don't know where to start. So it's almost like I, I bought a banjo this time last year. I got really sad one day. I bought a Darth Vader helmet and a banjo. And <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm going to learn how to play the banjo. Where do I start? Uh, it, it's, it seems like learning an instrument to me. Like... Um, a, a world that you are just outside of, but um, that you want to engage with. Um, and that's kind of what I hope listening to this will help ease some people's fears um, that there is an entry point for everyone. And it's so much more accepting and loving, um, you know, especially like as a female um, and like walking into a comic book store you think you have preconceived notions about your safety there, um, your presence being welcomed there. And um, I would like to say like my experience is just as valid as anyone else's. And so the fact that I had just gotten into comics, I had to be like, I deserve Darth Vader number four just as much as anyone else. I deserve to engage with this material. And I think that that helped me um, overcome a lot of that. And I hope that that's something that people, anyone else that feels that way can be like, I, I am just as much of a fan. I am just as um, uh, 
to get this material as anyone else. Yeah. It's not just for these lore masters that have been reading comic books since they opened their eyes. You know? <laughs> um, it's for everybody. Yeah, uh, man. Like, it, it gives me chills at any time I, I hear you kind of share that. But it's like, yeah, it's it's it's, it's for everyone. And, um, but anyways, I'll, I'll go I'll go to Moose. You probably will have more to speak on, on this uh, as, as well. But, um, yeah, I mean, wh- why do you enjoy comics? What's unique about the experience? And, um, and how can we be more welcoming? Because I mean, it's, it's such a wonderful world. You know, I met my wife because of Star Wars Celebration 2015. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, sorry. Go ahead, Moose. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I think uh, one of the big reasons I love comics, and it's, it's, a, it's a thing where, you know, it, it, it's, it's, there's a few things to trace back. Comics were one of the first things I started reading when I learned to read. Like it was just like to help curb my voracious appetite of just like anything to just read it. And comics kind of offered something different that, you know, you weren't getting from, you know, chapter books or just like picture books of the the combination of the two and and watch seeing, you know, the, the writing and the art really have to work in tandem. Um, and the way it can come together in, in both the way that the art relays the things that the writing isn't saying or can't say. Um, and also like, yeah, how, how, like how a comic, like Victoria was saying, like how it has to be like structured, how like the, the layout can also affect how the, how, how the stories are read, how, how the information is taken and how it's perceived. And it's a really interesting medium and i i love comics because they tell any kind of story you might want to read you can find a comic of and they range from everything from hard sci-fi to high fantasy to simple like street level human interaction with no superpowers no weird things happening whatsoever it's 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 all over but it's also used to tell these really human stories that are always that are that are infinitely like readable and it's you know they 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 they, the thing that i love that comics do so well is they will take these characters who are in these you know fantastic situations and 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 these heightened but beyond belief scenarios and be able to show you whole universes outside of your own but still also pull in and let you know what this character is thinking what what they are going through and can still be the very human thing it's like you know there's a reason why one of one of the first you know comic book characters i really connected with was the thing and it's it's just because this this person who is objectively you know he 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 got transformed into a giant rock monster because he got bombarded with cosmic radiation. Um, is you know it, it's comic books one hundred and one. It is like a very it's a very comic booky thing that happened. But to have a character who is like constantly struggling with like self image and you know perception of things like that, and that being a deeply ingrained thing of it, and not being able to like know where his strength lies and where it's needed and the limits. Um, 
it, it's it's again it, it's it's these ways to tell these very human stories and that's also why those are usually my favorite kinds of comics is like i love i i i took away away from like just standard superhero comics for a while like there was like probably for like two or three years where i i would not pick up a superhero comic because i was jaded by them but also because i was like oh you know it's it's nothing but endless events and crossovers and reboots and retcons and nothing seems to really mean anything because if a character dies and they're popular popular enough they'll come back in a couple of months when it's narratively fit for whatever story they're trying to tell um and so I, I took some time away from the superhero comics, which was also good because, you know, like like kind of to, to piggyback off of Victoria's point of there, there's, you know, there's a, there's a whole universe of comics out there. And like, that's one of the things that I, I like to stress is that, you know, if if you don't like superheroes, you can still like comics because there's a lot of really, really, really good comics that have nothing to do with superheroes or, you know, capes and cowls. And uh, it was, it was great to take time away from that, to find those comics and to kind of like see what else is out there. But coming back to it, I, yeah, I started finding that, yeah, it was the, these stories that could take these, these heightened characters and put them in very real, very human situations were the ones I liked the most. Like I, I really liked, um, uh, Tom King's, I mean, Tom King's solo runs of characters have been really great. I've really loved his his Mr. Miracle as a sort of look at the responsibilities of fatherhood and of, you know, responsibility to family and the PTSD that comes with having been through war and what that can do to a person's psyche and constantly having to deal with that is is fascinating to watch. Like the, his Vision series, too, is really good. Of, of just kind of deconstructing like what it means to be like the nuclear family and what, what it means to try to fit in when you by design cannot. Um, I mean, would you say that he did that with vision as well? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Like, like a hundred percent. Like that's yeah. Like, like that. Yeah. The visions is dark and intense and just like that, like, you know, like it, it's, it's a nature versus nurture comic that is really fascinating. Um, but I think I think one one of the thing that makes comics a really unique medium is it is a story that in order to be told needs about you know a dozen people at a time to be telling it, which is really fascinating because like when you, know, you you think of it's it's not entirely like unlike like film production where you know you you have your your writers and your pencilers or inkers who are kind of, you know, like those, those are when you sit, but you know, there's, there's letterers, there's, there's editors, there's everyone that has to come together to tell a story to make sure that not only is it visually compelling, but narratively compelling too. You can have gorgeous art, but if the dialogue isn't good or if the story isn't compelling, then you're not, you're not going to get people keep coming back. And by, by the nature of a comic, you know, even if if it's a graphic novel, then you have a set. You have your your you know continuous flow. You can you can let it breathe a little bit more because you know that it's going to be of one thing. But when it is a standard serialized series, then yeah, you you have to really work towards how do I tell this story in ten parts 
without it feeling too like cliffhangery at every end of the issue, but still give people a reason to want to pick up and see where the story is going. Um, and yeah, mm -hmm. I, I just, I, I, I really love that aspect of it. It is such a cool thing that it, it just happens. And, and just like the way that the arc can tell, like that there is um, during the uh, infamous, infamous Iron Man, the the Iron Man uh, the the Doom Iron Man run yeah infamous Iron uh, Man. infamous Iron Man um, one of my favorite things that like of of Bendis subverting expectations on that one and subverting a trope is how he made a point to never have Doom have an inner monologue throughout the entire run of the series he did not give you would just see him go do what he was doing. And then leave, and even in like the transitory pages, there was no he. You never got to see into Doom's head to try to figure out what he's going through, why he's doing these things that he's doing. You just had to trust and like watch as they happened and try to piece it together based on his actions and not his words. And I thought that was like a really cool subversion of expectations of of not knowing what's going on in, in, in a character's head. And which is also a part of the reason why I like, you know, the, the recent runs of the Darth Vader comics is because you get a good blend of him being that like blank slate, like you, you of, of the danger of not knowing what he's going to do next while also getting a really good and clean look at what is going on in his head and what is going on behind the mask that, he isn't he's trying not to let anyone including himself kind of process and feel and that's yeah yeah i mean i feel like comic books of all mediums have mastered the art of the metaphor mm -hmm. of of vader with his mask and masking vader but like is the mask for him or is it for anakin or like mm -hmm. uh, and, and every arc is is breaking down that suit and like yeah it's i don't know, it's 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 crazy and and that's the thing i really wish that most people would understand is that it's so much more than just superheroes you know i'm a big anime fan myself mm -hmm. it's a it's yeah. a genre you can get tell any stories with this medium and spe specifically with with comics it is and for some reason, I feel like a lot of teachers like clown on comics because it's not art, but it, it, it is words and, mm -hmm. and images like that is it is art. It is all of all of art. Comic books and video games are the most artistic things you can ever do. Um. <laughs> well, they're, they're, they're some of the most like interact, like like literally like by definition some of the most interactive and engaging forms of art out there like you you have to take it upon yourself to see the story through whether that is controlling a character in a video game or turning the pages in a comic and like you know there, there's some really like there's a, there's um one of my one of my favorite mini series of a sort of comics is uh grant morrison's multiversity that he did for dc um which was a both a fun look at like Oh, look at these like multiverse possibilities of DC, but also like one of like the overarching thing is this very meta thing of you are reading a comic. 
And by choosing to continue to read this comic, you are having a say in what is happening to these characters because you are, you are alternately making their situation better or worse through your impact on it, which is a really cool way yeah. of looking at that, like sort of like reader, uh, like relate, like writer relationship that the comics can build. Um, yeah, definitely. And I, to, to the, to the third point of making the comics community more inviting. I mean, yeah, I, I, I have never truly seen the point of gatekeeping because again it's it's there, there's a few levels to it that just don't make sense the one thing is is like when it comes to an accumulation of knowledge and trying to prove your worth by saying i know more about this this than you do there is you know there is always going to be somebody who knows more than you and so like there is that that is it's a mountain that has no peak you you will you will you will grind yourself down trying to prove that you are the smartest person about this one particular subject. Um, and kind of in hand in hand with that, I always, you know, I am very much, you know, I, I don't, I don't see the point in accumulating a dragon's hoard of knowledge and not sharing it with people. Like it's, it's, it's the, the response I have never gelled with of, Oh, you've never read this comic isn't one of judgment it's like oh man are you in for a treat and hey if you like this comic i got a bunch of other ones that you would also probably like and that's yeah you know it's there's no reason why anyone shouldn't read a comic it's not it's not like there 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 isn't there isn't a good reason it's like it's like there's no there shouldn't be a barrier for entry well there is one good reason (laughs) and that's if you're golem that's true um that's a fair point. I, that's that's when you can get possessive over it when yeah. it's your precious, right? Uh, no, no. <laughs> other than that, I I fully agree. That's one of the reasons why, like, I put out my Star Wars ranking list, which I know doesn't mimic what other people would consider to be the best list, but um, I'm pretty confident that I know a lot of Star Wars, right? Yeah. So I, I at least wanted my presence to say, you know, um, there's there's this weird thing where they're like, oh, you didn't choose what I chose? That means you must be new around here. You must not right. know Star Wars. Like, if I know more than you do, and you didn't choose what I chose, what does that say about you? Or maybe mm-hmm. this is all arbitrary and none of it matters, and we can all just have fun. And that's that's the other big thing is it's just like it's it's so arbitrary and and opinion based and it's people like uh, especially like the 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 more toxic fans have kind of taken on this mentality in the last couple of years of kind of digging their heels in when somebody stands opposed to their opinion and saying you're wrong despite it being an opinion, which is always entirely a subjective thing. And it's like, no one, no one is going to have the same list of best star Wars movies because I am a different person than you are. And so there's going to be different things <laughs> that I relate to in these things than you do. Like it's for, and, for and, me. And to that end, if you have the same list, doesn't that mean you're less of a fan? Right. Cause you're watching it on more of the same surface level as up. 
Mm-hmm. And it's and I, it's I it, it's like 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 to a, a point outside of Star Wars in, in in the MCU. One of the unpopular opinions that I I, I apparently hold uh, is that I really really love Guardians of the two. Galaxy Volume Two. Well, oh. Iron Man Two, yeah, <laughs> Iron Man Two has its merits. I, I I will say there there are moments in Iron Man Two, but Guardians Two is one of my favorite movies, and it's entirely because of this you know the really a relationship that you know that that quill has with yandu and with kind of this notion of you know he he might be your father but he ain't your daddy it, it, it is like that like that that is like uh i was like there's moments that are just like really like there's a lot of pathos in that movie and if you're not ready for it it can kind of sideswipe you, especially based off the tone from the first movie. There's a lot more like moments of self-doubt and self-reflection in these characters that is, is sort of like a growing pains movie of them taking on themselves, stop be, stopping being, trying to live so selfishly and stop living for themselves and start trying to live for one another and for their family. And like, that's like, ah, uh, it's great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that, that's like you know when when just let let people enjoy what they're going to enjoy. It's it's all pop culture. It's meant to be consumed, and it's going to be consumed in different lenses for different people. And uh, yeah, just be nice. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Like, and I, I'm in, I'm in the same boat. Um, like compared compared to you guys, I probably am newer to comics. I mean, my my preferred medium is actually books. Um, I didn't start getting deep into comics until probably 2014, 2016, maybe. And uh, so I, I'm actually a little ashamed that I, I call Justin's shirt a, a Nightwing shirt because the Matt Fraction run of Night of um, Hawkeye was one of the first ones that I picked up. But that's a whole that's a whole side topic. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, get, moving. Moving more into uh, the Star Wars yes. realm, um, <clears throat> gotta ask like, why do you like Star Wars comics specifically? Um, what's different about Star Wars comics? And also, which is your favorite and why? And I'm uh, starting with uh, Victoria on this one. Um, did Rinko get to go last round? Yeah. Yes, I started. I went okay. first. I wanted to make sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I got the introduction and that question kind of blurred in my mind. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's all. <laughs> so, um, what I love about Star Wars comics, it's a universe that I already felt connected to, and so because I already felt a connection, and I was like, "Wow, I love these films." what else can I engage with? Um, and so it's a really amazing um, next step, uh, I, I would say. Um, Empire Strikes Back is my favorite film of the Star Wars films um, because it's character driven and it is extremely emotional. All the, yes, there's Hoth, yes, there's um, the duel on Bespin, but even the duel on Bespin is an emotional battle more than it is uh, one of physical strength. And so I, I think um, comics really have the space to flesh out the characters that you know and love from the Star Wars universe um, in ways that the films just don't have the time to do. Um, 
I love, um, I started with Darth Vader 2017, um, which is set one second after Revenge of the Sith. And I love seeing how he was built up into becoming the Darth Vader that we know and love. Um, and then I um, ventured into um, the 2015 run, which is set right after A New Hope. Again, we find him in a vulnerable spot. At the end of A New Hope, he is um, like a failure uh, with the Death Star incident. And so seeing him um, reconstruct into the guy we see in Empire Strikes Back, almost his peak. Um, but what I love so much about the 2020 run is Vader is not built or deconstructed, he's expanded. And so um, I have been thinking a lot recently about how at the end of Return of the Jedi, so often we say, oh, when he becomes Anakin again, um, I, I have a little bit of a problem with that. And I've, I've been thinking about why it feels icky to me. I just don't feel like it fully encompasses what actually happened because I feel like it's just light switches or binaries. And that is not what happened. He grew and has the Darth Vader inside of him. He is Darth Vader, um, but he is also this new Anakin and this new person. And so in Darth Vader 2020, we see that new person get constructed. We see this new character come to life. Um, I, I know you mentioned earlier, it was like uh, about the characters that you're like, oh, that's not where I would have gone with that. But I, I feel so like, the Darth Vader I love um, is the Darth Vader I construct in my mind too. Uh, like his silences, hit the, the pause before he says son in Empire Strikes Back. I love that moment. That's one of my favorite Darth Vader moments. Yes, I could talk about the Rogue One hallway scene forever. <laughs> but one of my favorite Darth Vader moments is when Luke calls him father for the first time and he pauses before he says son. And that to me, is so telling in so much of um, the characterization for him. Um, so much is said in his silence, um, not true silence because he had the breathing, but um, <laughs> so much is said in his silence. Um, I love seeing in the Vader comics in particular, the idea of what is humanity and what is machinery. Um, and I think that that's something that uh, gets really fleshed out. Um, I saw it first in the, I guess the 2015 comic when um, he's dealing with Silo and um, his whole troop. And I love that because it's, it's like a, almost like a sci-fi element of uh, in, in this space fantasy world. Um, you see these like cybernetic creatures that like Commander Carbon is nightmare fuel. And you know, my favorite, one of my favorite characters is Toulon Voidgazer. I could not tell you why, but I love her. She has a um, Toulon uh, cosplay, and it's wonderful. I do. I, I, do. <laughs> I made it out of an old Amazon box, her little headgear. <laughs> but um, yeah, I forgot where I was going with that. But, oh, 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 we see him um, when Silo hits the kill switch, and like his suit is completely done. So what is going to keep him alive? It's the humanity inside, the, the person that he is. I mean, I love seeing that um, really play out in the 2020. Um, I just made a video recently on you know his armor and how in uh, Darth Vader number nine, they, call, they were like, this is just trash. I mean, it's just a standard respirator. It's like 
it's standard. Uh, it, it's nothing special. There is literally nothing special about his suit. It's just what's inside. He, he is the special. Um, and so just uh, the idea of, of that. Um, and I love, uh, again, back to the 2015, um, because it's, you know, building up to Empire Strikes Back and ultimately when Boba Fett finds the name is Young Skywalker and tells Darth Vader that, um, you know, we, we get the idea of like Silo calls all of those cybernetic creatures Darth Vader's children. And um, he calls them that in a way to say like, this is your legacy. Your legacy is this cybernetic enhancement. Um, and then we get the idea of his like paternal legacy to Luke um, and what that could look like. And so I, I love that comics gave me the room for all of that. Um, all of the things that I loved from the films, it completely like uh, stacks on stacks of comics that help you um, get to flesh that out, get to dive deeper. Um, I think it also gives us a lot of information that is not in any other media that I know of about the dark side. Um, we get so much fleshed out about the dark side in the comics. Um, there's like, uh, I, was, I had it again, back to like, I think number six um, or number eight, number eight, um, the dark side and lack of clarity. The idea of dark, like the dark side is something that takes away your clarity. Um, and, you know, that's something that Anakin was always on the quest for, like knowledge and knowing and certainty and um, the idea of control, the control and things like that. And the dark side gives these visions of control, but it's really just like a fog. Um, and, you know, it, it really helps like in the setting of Mustafar, um, just like it, it gives you so much to run with on that. Um, I could go on a tangent about that, but <laughs> I will not. Um, but I guess for me, that's what I love about Star Wars comics is it gives you room to run with everything that you love about those characters. Uh, yeah, no, I, I love how, how you put that because something that I talk about often, mostly, uh, well, often as a joke of the scenes in between the scenes of like yes. someone says something in the film and then you do a smash cut and then they like sometimes they'll even finish the same statement but it's clear hours have passed and stuff is ha you're like what happened in between these i love that comics give us those mm -hmm. that that breathing space luke in empire is largely the same character he is in a new hope um but in Return of the Jedi, he's a different person. None of that change happens on screen. None of it. Yeah. He he strolls in, uh, struts in in his in his Chanel boots, and he's like a, a whole different person. And we we understand why, but we don't know what happened. Comics give us that, which is just super cool. Um, but yeah, Justin, how about you? What, what is it about uh, Star Wars comics? Uh, you know, and what's what's different about about Star Wars comics? Uh, I mean, yeah, it's to uh, again to touch on a point Victoria made. I, I think the the unique thing about Star Wars comics is that unlike it, it has the inverse relationship that the MCU does to Marvel comics, where you know if if you if you come into the comics from the MCU, you will be sort of familiar with like the broad strokes of a lot of the characters 
without a lot of some of the nuances and stuff that they, they went through. And, you know, go, like, like going in, you know, we, we only got to see what could fit inside those movies uh, of these characters and instances in Star Wars of topics that are discussed and ideas that are discussed. And yeah, the, the comics give them room to really dig in and like real take a real deep and harder look at, at some of these concepts of the dark side and of the light side of the Jedi and Sith path. Um, it's, it's also a, a cool way I think to, you know, put characters in situations that, you know, what will affect them based on like where we last left them. Um, like there, and and again, like fill in some gaps that the movies don't aren't able to. Like one of my favorite moments, and it, which is almost like a, a B story through the main Star Wars series that Marvel did when they first started put re putting out the Star Wars comics after they all, all got acquired by Disney um, was. A, a, a like I think it's like a three or four issue miniseries where Luke is flying through space and has time and has found gone back to Tatooine and found Obi-Wan's diaries and so reads what Obi-Wan was doing in the intermediate years between the end of Revenge of the Sith and the beginning of A New Hope um and, and shows the story of him having to live as a hermit, trying to lay low and, you know, keep a protective watch over Luke and make sure that the Empire doesn't get wise to what is being held on Tatooine. And in the midst of this, you know, imposed exile, you know, the, the small, you know, town near like where, it, or where Luke and Obi-Wan live is getting you know pushed by Jabba's men for like more moisture and they're not able to provide the moisture that Jabba wants and so they basically are like all right we're, like, we don't get the moisture but next time we come back we're just going to kill everybody and so he has to like find a way like his his need to help people overwhelms his need to stay quiet and lay low and he ends up kind of using the force to manipulate through Jedi mind tricks, through luring them out to the desert and picking them off as efficiently as he can so that nobody sees it's a Jedi that he never has to really ignite his lightsaber to give himself away that he's trying to like be like super low about it and like keeping an eye on Luke the whole time. It, it, it's just a really interesting way of like, Oh yeah, like this is, this would have been what, 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 what was happening. And it it allows, it allows a chance to fill in some of the gaps between movies for these well-known characters um, while also introducing new characters. And, you know, that, that come, you know, my favorite and my, my, my favorite of the new star Wars comics is definitely the Dr. Aphra series. Um, a character that was introduced in the 2015 Darth Vader series of a character who is like really fascinating and she's really fascinating because she doesn't fit into kind of the mold of like a smuggler or like, like, like somebody who is evil per se, because she's not evil. She is just like pure ambition. And 
like wants to be a, a, chaotic a, neutral. A chaotic <laughs> neutral. Oh, absolutely. Um, she she wants to be you know a, a doctor. She wants to be an an a, an archaeologist, like because of you know sort of like the flash and the pomp and circumstance that come about like making a discovery that no one else has made and like making a name for herself. And her you know her her mentor you know doesn't like that she's there for attention is like archaeology is a solemn and dignified profession that isn't here for flash or pomp or circumstance um and like at one point like literally flat out tells her like i'm taking you on as your doctoral like overseer um and i'm going to make sure that you never get a doctorate uh not because i don't think you take this seriously not because I think that you're, you know, impetuous or rash. It's purely because I hate you as a person that you will never be a doctor. And so she orchestrates this elaborate scheme to simultaneously expose the like phony, like proof that he had found to try to make a name for himself and steal that and present it as her own findings first so that she could then blackmail him into giving her a doctorate. And again, not, not she, it, it's not that she isn't smart enough to earn that doctorate, docu- doctorate. She just wanted it. And so would not, would not stop before she got it. And to see a character who is not only willing to work alongside the empire because she knows the resources that they have, and that's really what she's interested in, but also a character who is, willing to tempt fate by a double crossing Darth Vader and like pulling cons against the empire, not out of the, you know, the sort of rebel way of like, Oh, this'll, we cut off their supply lines. We'll be able to like, you know, like kind of really kind of stick it to him. It's like, no, she's still very much after herself. Um, And it, 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 she, she's just really interesting to me for that of just being somebody who like doesn't want power she just wants knowledge and she just wants a little little bit of prestige and be able to kind of you know flaunt around being like i discovered this thing this is my discovery um and like i don't i don't think there are like a lot of characters like that in the broader like star wars movie like cinematic universe we don't really see a lot of like characters who are super duper out for themselves that don't either like instantly fold under like greed or secretly have a heart of gold and are putting up an exterior. Like she does not have a heart of gold whatsoever. No, um, no, no, not, not and, even close. And, she, she has and, a heart you know, of copper at best. Yeah. She, yeah, she has a heart of <laughs> copper. If she, if she has a heart of gold, it's stolen. It's somebody else's. Um, and like, again, to underline she that point, one. she sold it. She, exactly. Yeah. She sold it. Um, it's like to underlie that point, you really only have to look at, you know, her droid companions of BT and triple zero who are two of the most hardcore droids in the history of star Wars. Um, like, man, I love both of them so much. Yeah, no, le- legit. My, uh, I, I, I laughed so hard reading it of, of, uh, triple zero interrogating the one person. And then he goes to Vader and it's like, I have good news and bad news. Um, and Vader's like, what's the good news? It's like, well, I was able to get the information from, you know, from the captive. Good. Kill him. Oh, then I have more good news. Oh, good news, yeah. <laughs> I love the part when uh, 
R2 goes against R4, and R2 shoots out his little electric hand. He's like, all right, let's go. And then R4's like, dang, done. let's go. And R2's yeah. like, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I immediately regret this decision. Yeah. No, but uh, how about how about you, Ringo? What, what is... Um... Well, why do you like Star Wars comics? And, and like, what's different about the about the Star Wars ones? Well, as well as which is your favorite? Thing about the thing about Star Wars comics is earlier you were talking about how teachers would you know disapprove comics and video games and stuff. Well, I actually got into Star Wars comics in fourth grade. My teacher brought us comic books to read in the classroom, so <laughs> I had a different type of teacher then. <laughs> uh, I got into the nineteen uh, was it nineteen ninety nine the one the Star Wars series that came out before the first movie with mm. uh ty vaca plo Koon, uh darth not darth great uh the one that became darth great i can't remember his name now but uh, uh, uh i got uh, into yeah uh, uh sand person with lightsabers yeah, yeah yeah the sand one yeah i got into that series and i i started reading it and i was like wait this this takes place before star wars i was like I need to know more. So I, <laughs> I went back and started reading some of the older, older comic books. And, uh, well, I, I just it flew off from there. I, I, I'm absolutely in love. And my favorite Star Wars series is the, the Leg- Leg- Legacies ones, the one with Cade Skywalker and Darth Talon and Darth Great. I love those. But uh, the canon books, even though Vader is my favorite character, my favorite canon books is the 2015 run of uh, Star Wars. And that's mm. what I'll recommend everyone on my channel. If you want to start out with canon books, go with 2015 because it's right after A New Hope. You get to see Luke Skywalker's progression. And that's one thing I love about that is everyone's like, well, Luke, you know, this character and he knows all the skills and stuff. Well, no, you see in that series is he's really clumsy and silly and he doesn't know what he's doing. And the fact that he actually is trained by an undercover stormtrooper how to use a lightsaber, I thought that was pure irony. <laughs> and Sergeant you see him Creel lose. is goaded. Yeah. yeah, I love, yep. I love Sergeant Creel. I, uh, I made a model kit out of a stormtrooper, and I made it into Sergeant Creel. <laughs> so <laughs> every time someone's like, Sergeant Creel, I was like, I'm like, yep, let me tell you about Sergeant Creel. <laughs> but uh, you just, Luke falls for everything, gets captured by Gracchus the Hutt. And it's also not only a story about Luke, as it also goes into everybody else that's in the rebellion. You got the stories about Chewie, you got the stories about Leia, which leads into her miniseries, and then you see how Leia has to deal with just everything about the rebellion. She's pretty much second in control when everyone comes to her about everything. Uh, the thing I love the most about it is, like what Justin said, the the Obi Wan stories, the diaries where you tell like uh what happened between all these years with obi-wan trying to take care of luke and then you know trying to make you hate uncle ben at the same time but then at the end you're like oh okay so i see why or not uncle ben uncle owen why i see why uncle Mm -hmm. owen wanted to protect luke from obi-wan because he really didn't want anything bad to happen to him and and obi-wan sees like okay maybe i shouldn't train luke maybe i should just let him live his life and not get him involved in any of this and it introduced one of my favorite characters, and that was, uh, or, no, he's introduced in Vader series, uh, Black Christanchen, Christanchen, mm. yeah, that's a yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and uh, I think it's pretty funny that Boba Fett had to go get his own Wookiee companion to be like, look, on, I got my own Wookiee. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the thing about the 2015 series, I love too. And the very end, you get to see uh, Chewbacca just fully take on Darth Vader, where he's start fist fighting him i was like oh my god <laughs> takes uh 
the boulder and just smashes in on Vader trying to save Luke. And then him taking on the other Wookiee at the same time during the Vader down parts. Oh, it's mm-hmm. beautiful. And I, in the 2020 run, I always recommend Ooh, that too. Because, sorry, you said Vader yes. down, and I just have to say, I'm surrounded by uh, dead men. Dead men. Uh, <laughs> I love that call part. An ambulance, I lost it. But not for you, not for me. <laughs> That's my favorite, yes. Uh uh, the 2020 run, what I really love about that is you get to start that with Luke and he's depressed. And, you know, all these other people, they're like, Luke can't be depressed. He has to be happy. Oh, no, no. He lost his hand. He lost his lightsaber. He found out his father is the person that killed all the Jedi and destroyed the universe and enslaved everything with it and pretty much destroyed a planet. So, like, that also leads into uh, Luke and the Last Jedi's attitude as well. Like, why does he act like that? Well, he. He's, he's human too. He can get depressed as well. And uh, seeing him fight the Grand Inquisitor is just a nice connection to the Rebel series. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I do want to see how they do the Grand Inquisitor spirit in that temple. I wish they did go in more about that. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, yeah, he's like bound to fire, which yeah. seems, seems bad. Feels bad, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I felt bad for him because he's, he's begging Vader, please let me go. And Vader's like, yeah. no, 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 you should stay here forever. And then, you know, Vader, even though he became redeemed at the end, he still can't let him go. He's still bound there forever. Yeah. I thought about that a while back and I was like, oh, well, I just feel really bad for him now. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, this, this, the way that the Star Wars comics can continue the story is it tells all these little stories and it just helps expand the universe a little bit more. It's like you said earlier, it just it's in between scenes. It's it takes the cut from here to here. And also at the same time too, is what I tell people on my pages, they're like, Well, I don't really want to get the comics. I don't care about them. I'm like, Okay, well, it's not gonna affect the normal story if you don't read the comics. It just fills in a little bit of the gaps and just makes a fun little story for you. And uh yeah. it's uh yeah, I'll recommend the 2015 run for everyone that just wants to start getting into Star Wars comics. Isn't the the 2015 run too? And uh, in addition, I, I just I just had a vivid flashback. Like, oh yeah, uh, in addition to like the Obi Wan uh, like B story, uh, there's another story that Luke reads in the diaries about Yoda uh, going to the planet, like the living planet. Yeah, uh, it's like a, a living mountain thing. Yeah. yeah it's- and he's thrown up by the force and it's like it's like yoda's like greatest like loss uh, as like a jedi because he has to like leave these people and and ends up like coming back triumphant but like yeah can't can't utilize the force it needs a way because of the way that the planet is alive and messes with his connection to the force yeah yeah i thought i I like that story too from it uh (laughs) i like the story from the 2015 issue where 3po and uh uh, Chewbacca go to that one planet that's got the living rocks after the uh, rebellions like we're going to lead the empire here and we're going to blow up their ships mm-hmm. and then and then Chewie and 3PO they're like well no we can't blow this up we need to get all these bombs off here there's a living species here and then Vader tries to pull those species to work for him with the dark side and they're like okay okay no we're just kidding and they start trying to kill him yeah and they shut down his suit and then they Mm -hmm. shut down 3po they they pull luke's x-wing out of the sky yeah one thing i thought about that too that was beautiful was when uh luke saw vader he's like oh no i have to fight (laughs) and he wasn't (laughs) ready for this and uh 
the first few issues of the 2015 series is what always gets me is when Vader sees Anakin's lightsaber. He's like, whose lightsaber mm-hmm. is that? He's How'd like, you get this? Get that. What's yeah, my- wait a minute. Why? <laughs> and I love that part that Vader says. It's like, uh, Luke's like, you killed my father. And Vader's like, I've killed I've many, many fathers. fathers. You need to be yeah. more specific. <laughs> Way more, yeah. <laughs> which which was just, I don't know, to me it was totally invoking Batman Beyond. <laughs> you killed my dad. You're going to have to be a Reward. lot more specific. <laughs> Um, and, and how about you, uh, Victoria? Oh, as far as my favorite? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm trying, I, I apologize. I've just been having so much fun with the conversation. I can't remember who I started with on this round. That's okay. That's okay. Um, uh, what but, love, but I've, I've spoken on what I love about Star Wars comics. Okay. Okay. Well, I, I want to, because, uh, you know, Ringo added that if, if people are wondering where to get started, mm-hmm. um, he says 2015, I actually have Patrick Romer here in the chat and uh patrick's question was where if he wants to start reading star wars comics where, where should he get started so we have one vote for for 2015. Um, i i mean I, I i second that i think it's it's a good way especially with the the modern the the more recent star wars comics because everything literally basically spins kind of out of that hmm. main 2015 run that you, you know the the vader kind of exists depending on which run it is either just before concurrently or just after like what is happening Mm -hmm. in the main book and then dr afra spins out of vader and there's the like legacies one-offs with with all these characters like they come with the later movies and everything it's yeah but 2015 is my vote as well of where to start okay okay. i I mean personally Sorry, I'm going to disagree with both of you guys, but that's, that's totally cool. That's totally I was cool. going to say so too. Uh, uh, real, real quick, uh, Victoria, where, where do you where do you recommend? I mean, you you definitely have two votes, so that's mm-hmm. winning by by numbers uh, for for Patrick. But um, Victoria, yeah, uh, where would you recommend someone start? I think that I think 2015 Star Wars is an awesome place to start. I think um, for me because. Like I was so interested in Darth Vader, it was it made sense for me to start with Darth Vader comics. Um, I know there's a lot of people that are like, "Oh wow!" Like the the rise of Kylo Ren, and so I think if you find a character that you really enjoy, the Princess Leia comics, Han Solo, Lando, um, if you have a character oh. that you really relate to, um, I think that would be an awesome place to start, even if you don't feel like it is, you know, in the lineup of uh like the order in your brain like if 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 you need it to be like oh i need it to start one second after revenge of the sith and then move forward if if that is you that's awesome um i did not read it that way i i did start with 2017 but i skipped around a lot um in the timeline because i think that it's very clear where it is for me, it, it seemed. Um, and so it didn't get confusing, even though I, it was like, I knew, I, I don't know. I, I knew that it wasn't necessarily like this happened, then this happened, then this happened. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with not knowing the perfect lineup of the dates. Um, but I think if you have a character you really relate to, start there um, and then move forward. I think for me also, uh, a lot of people say to start as far as just 
you know, getting into comics, the, the Star Wars comics, they, a lot of people say to start with Vader 2017. Um, and I think that would be smart. Uh, if, if that's something that you enjoy, because it's a really um, action heavy um, series. And I think that that's something that could attract a lot of people, but like, it's also, it also tells you uh, a lot of uh, like the emotional backstory too. Like you're still fighting those emotions that you, uh, and the characterization. And so you still get that if that's something that you're into as well, but you get the, vader character that everyone's terrified of and you don't exactly know why in the original trilogy <laughs> his mystery is there but you really get to see why everyone is so afraid of him and why he um is the galaxy's greatest predator aside from the uh recent from grandma tarkin <laughs> oh my gosh no no number 18 yeah number 18 uh bad ground when and that's another reason I love Tarkin now. And he's my second favorite antagonist because of uh, getting to read beyond seeing the films. Um, so, yeah, I would say I didn't really give you a good answer. <laughs> no, no, no. You you gave you gave a, a great answer. Also, I'm going to highly recommend you read the Tarkin book and until, until yeah. Into the Dark it was actually my favorite, and I did not care about that character one lick. I avo I I had the book for months, tossing it aside. But um, for for me, if someone wants to know where to get started, I the first question is: Do you like Lando? <laughs> <laughs> God, that Lando series is so good, though. It, it's it's, oh, it's man. shockingly good. It's a five issue Lando series. It, it is it's goaded um and if if you like lando at all that's where you start but i i also tell people uh to start with vader 2017 myself although i prefer vader 2015 and star okay. wars 2015 i think they are a superior run um I but I, recently the creator j kevin parker um started reading the comics and like, and so we're trying to tell him he's reading through 2015. They go in and out of the problem with getting started with comics is you have to know what do I need to read, and sometimes stories weave in and out of other stories. And 2015 does that, you know what I mean? In in 2015, Vader he goes to Tatooine. He talks to Jabba. Jabba's like, "You're here early." And he's like, "No, I'll be back tomorrow." in an official capacity uh i'm just kicking ass today you know or, or, or whatever but so so the two runs go in and out of each other a couple times and then at issue 13 it turns to vader down for like three issues and but then the regular thing starts again at 14 and like so there's certain things that i feel like are daunting and the Vader 2017 run is just one thing. Right. It doesn't go mm -hmm. into anything else. It is very good, and it goes straight. And so my goal is to whet people's appetites so that they just have to, like, get more stuff. So that's yeah. that's why that's what I normally recommend to people. Um, but, but yeah. Also, random question. This is from Element 7. Victoria, is oh, episode, uh, is issue 8 your favorite issue of, of Vader? 
Oh, oh, I keep I keep talking about it because it's sitting here open. Um, but um, I don't think so. Oh, wait, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I really like the I really like number 10. The most recent. Um, but I think, yeah, maybe, maybe. It's fresh on my mind, so I'll say yeah. <laughs> of the 2020 run. I can't say it's the other ones because they were too emotionally taxing. But okay, that's totally fair. I can't say the others. They're too too much for my tender heart. Actually, while I have you talking, what is your your favorite Star Wars run altogether? And do you have a favorite issue? And I'll come around and hit everyone on this question. Mm, okay. Um, wow, I do love uh, Vader 2015. And I know, like you were just talking about how it's a very woven story. I didn't know that when I was reading it. And so I read it through, then I read all of Vader Town. And then I read all of Star Wars uh, 2015. So I, it ended up being okay. I, even though I know it wasn't like the timeline wasn't perfect. It was it was still enjoyable. So if you do feel like, oh, wow, I, I don't know how to read in an order, you can still survive. I am living proof, living proof. Um, but yeah, I would say 2015 is my favorite because of how character driven it is and because it's building up to Empire Strikes Back. I think that there's just something so beautiful about Empire Strikes Back in, in and of itself. But because of the emotional action in Empire Strikes Back, it sets it up in such a beautiful way. However, I would I would have said that two weeks ago, <laughs> but you caught me today, so I'm going to say that Darth Vader <laughs> 2020 is my new favorite Star Wars comic run um, because of because of what I said at the very beginning. You see Vader built from Episode Three in his like infancy to who he becomes uh you see him built in 2017 you see him built back from his vulnerability in a new hope but then in 2020 you see him just go you know and expand and become a an all-new character and so um when he first saw sabe yeah. i just was like i oh. lost my i was like oh, no. <laughs> i'm sorry i am i am I am a very active comic reader. I will say, like, I, like I'm sitting here, like, pushing up on my chair. I will, like, stand in my chair to read a comic book. Um, <laughs> because it is, like, high energy to me. It's very high energy. Or, like, right when I leave the comic book store, like, I'm in the, I'm in the car, like, on the edge of my seat. Um, but, yeah, I think there's so much that happens in the 2020 run. You get him being, like slashing down these impossible things i don't want to say too much because i don't <laughs> want anybody watching this to be totally spoiled but you see that vader you see him become like you know larger than life but you also see him in like these intensely vulnerable places you see him in these like places where you see his powerlessness you think he's this powerful person, but you see his powerful powerlessness in so many ways. Um, and so that is my favorite run. I know I sound like a broken record just <laughs> talking about Darth Vader all day, but that's my favorite thing. There's nothing wrong with that. But yeah, yeah I, I, 
I was gonna say, I tell people all the time, like my favorite piece of Star Wars is the comics. And I like, even as much as I love the films, now my favorite piece of Star Wars is the comics. Yeah, I, that's that's how that's how powerful they are, and I, mm-hmm. I I absolutely love it myself because you know there's there's always this debate of like is Vader and Anakin the same person or are they two different people? Re- read read twenty twenty, you'll get an answer yeah. real yeah. quick. It's and the same I, person who really really does not want it to be the same person. <laughs> yeah, and I think. Um, I'm, I'm sorry, but the end of Return of the Jedi makes so much more sense because, yes, it, it made sense before, yes. Um, but the entire last throne room scene just packs a different punch now. It just packs a different punch. Um, and As the I kids say, it do be hitting different. It does. It's it do be hitting different. Um, because it shows, I, I'm very curious to see how the rest of this run goes. And I'm, I'm sorry, I keep talking about this. But um, because I, I guess like with the new films, a lot of the complaint is that Palpatine's return ruins the end of Return of the Jedi. Um, read these comics. <laughs> To me, I feel like it helps that a lot because I I remember my first knee jerk reaction was I'm so angry, but um, it shows in these comics that he's he knows he like Darth Vader knows what Palpatine is doing um, when he blocks Luke's lightsaber, he's blocking him from becoming him. Mm-hmm. You know, like he he's totally in here um but i think in so many ways it like just enhances the fact that like he wasn't doing anything to save the galaxy or bring balance to the force these grand things all he was doing was saving someone he loved that's why he did everything he did in return of the jedi and um i think that that's such a beautiful thing that changes when you read these comics that helps you see all of that like and experience all of that in a new way and that's that's what I love about the expanded media the most is you can read this and then you go watch the movie and then the movie like a, a scene like uh, an actor a background character just has a different meaning and it makes it better it's it enhances that it's like mm-hmm. um, expanded media comics books everything is seasoning to to this this meal mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. you can bring out certain things and it's it's just the best um so uh <laughs> i now 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 i kind of lost myself but <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> i'm sorry uh, no, 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 no. it's 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 bound to happen um what is what is your favorite um, run or, or, or character or part of these these Star Wars comics? We, we already know, but now I'm giving you license to go in, in on it. <laughs> oh me? Yes. Oh perfect. Uh, well, here actually, I, I, I will say again, uh, I, I love Doctor Aphra. The Doctor Aphra as a character in her own run is one of my favorites in terms of kind of. It's one of my favorite parts of the extended universe of Star Wars is getting to see stories that 
don't really have as much directly to do with the main movie storylines of seeing these things happening concurrently and these characters who may have only been mentioned offhandedly in the movie, but is now like very important for what is happening off screen. Um, and while I, while I do love Dr. Afa for that, uh, it's actually, I mean, the, the, the Darth Vader one is just so good. Um, I know that we're on like a real Vader kick, but like my, my absolute favorite moment of these star Wars comics is Vader. Number six um, is the moment where Boba Fett returns and tells Vader like, Hey, like, I know you sent us out to like try to get this like rogue squadron going on. Uh, they, they just barely managed to get away from us. We got a name, but I don't think it's really going to mean much. And Vader's like, Oh, what's the name? It's like, Oh, Skywalker. And he just like that, like, again, that, that is such an important moment for Darth Vader as a character, because again, like, like up until that moment, like the, the the again the 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 argument of Anakin versus Darth Vader is kind of in that stark black and white of you know he's Anakin and then he becomes Darth Vader and he is Darth Vader because he has lost everything he has lost everything that he loves and cares about and in that moment of finding out that Luke survived and that Palpatine lied to him and that everything he had been told over the last almost what eight, 17, 18 years has been a lie. And he, like way he just like shatters the glass, like this almost mm-hmm. blows out the glass in front of him, which is his world shattering. Yeah. Yeah. Which, yeah. yeah again, again, a good, a great visual metaphor mm-hmm. and like, yeah, him flashing back to like, remembering Padme and like remembering like seeing her on her deathbed and like everything that could have been going on if he hadn't been so easily manipulated and it's really I think also like that is like the shoe the 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 other shoe dropping on him realizing how long he had been manipulated by Palpatine and it starts the seed of him rebelling against Palpatine growing in that moment. That's, that's where he starts subverting what Palpatine is doing, trying to cut off some of the supply points, you know, sending set faking Dr. Aphra's death so that he, she can work for him on, on the DL and like find out information, find out what Palpatine has planned because he's very evidently not telling everybody everything. And, really like leads to that moment of blocking Luke's lightsaber in return. And like, it's, it's, it's just like, uh, it's just such a, and it just, it's such a great splash page of like, again, like you can feel everything that Vader is feeling in that moment of, of just like for the first time in 18 years, him feeling something that is rage but isn't just the sort of like mindless driven, mm-hmm. like murderous rage. Uh, like now he has something to fight for. Now he still has something to prove that he is not just a machine to kill. He is, he is still a person. He is still Anakin Skywalker. And 
he will get back what is his. He will get back his family. Yeah, like, uh, it's just chills. No, it's uh, it's 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 so good, especially especially because there's also this weird misconception that like Vader and Palpatine are friends. Mm. Or, or they're oh, colleagues, <laughs> or they like each other at all. Like, Mm-mm. no. <laughs> and and and, and, it, and it makes it makes sense because people transpose the relationships that they know. Okay, mm. so so Vader is like the executive at the company, and Palpatine <laughs> is his boss. <laughs> N- no, no, oh. not n- not not even close. They don't like each other. They don't tell each other everything. They can often try to kill each other or put themselves in situations. Well, you will die. But one of my favorites is when Palpatine pits the Grand Inquisitor up against Vader. Oh, yeah. And uh, <laughs> I, I, I liked it because in that scene, I saw Hayden Christensen. Um, like, they fight. Vader beats the Grand Inquisitor. And he's like, come on, man. Like, you, you didn't know he was there? And he's like, I knew he was there. Yeah. But he tried to kill me. Did he kill you? Right. No. But did you, but did you die? <laughs> But but no, what if what if he did? Then we would be having this conversation. Just, yeah. Damn it! <laughs> I love how Palpatine responds every time. It's, it was a test, Lord Vader. Yeah. I, just kidding. It's just a test. You know, we're just seeing how well you did. We made a hundred this time. <laughs> yeah, I just That's I don't know. I, I I love it. But but yeah, how, how about you, Ringo? Um, uh, well, uh, it's really hard to have a favorite because I do like the 2015 run. But the Dr. Aphra run really caught me on Star Wars comics because she was just a brand new character, full on front, you know, Vader's secret apprentice, pretty much (laughs) going in there and just doing whatever she needed to do. And Vader's like, I'll invest in whatever. I'll give you murderous robots and travel around the galaxy with you. And by the way, I'm still calling Chloe Bennett. The, oh, the God, girl who plays Quake on, in, in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Chloe love Bennett, it. needs to be, she, she'll yes. nail it. But mm-hmm. yeah, okay, yes. keep going. <laughs> oh, uh, And I love that, I can't remember which issue it is, but it's in the 2016 Dr. Aphra, where Vader has to make it look like he lost to her. And he's like, uh, uh, I'll pull the roof down on me, and you <laughs> get away, and I'll take the embarrassment that I was beat by you. And then uh, I can't remember which general it was with him, but he's looking down. He won't look at Vader. He's like, I'm, I'm sorry, my lord, that she got uh, uh, ahead of you. <laughs> yeah. But if I, if I have to choose a favorite, it would probably be the Obi-Wan and Anakin uh, comic mm. series because where it, it goes all the way back. And it's like Dustin said, the 2020 uh, run is like Vader seeing the seeds of doubt and going against Palpatine. But the, the An- Anakin and Obi-Wan shows how An- uh, Palpatine put the seeds of doubt inside of Anakin and how they started working together. When he takes him, a young Anakin to a bar and he's like, well, you know, see that guy over there? He's a senator and he's got corrupt money and slaves and stuff, kind of like you are to the Jedi. It would be a shame if he lost his money. <laughs> if I had the force, I would roll that dice. And then the dice rolls and he's like, oh, I knew you did that, but we won't tell the Jedi. And he tells him even you know after that he's like you know if you're not happy with the Jedi you can come live with me, uh, you know you can be here 
in the uh, Senate building. You don't have to stay with the Jedi. And you, you can see where that starts to build up the seed of that with Anakin thinking, well, yeah, the Jedi have everything planned out for me my whole life. They're saying I'm the chosen one, but at the same time, they're not listening to me. They're, they're putting me on a pedestal, but at the same time, I'm not able to do anything at all because, well, they say I'm the chosen one, but I'm not the chosen one at the same time. And from the 2020 comic run of Vader, I love that part where Palpatine's tearing Vader's limbs off. And he's like, oh, so you think you're the chosen one. That, that thing meant nothing. That was, that was, anyone mm-hmm. could be the chosen one. They just thought that that was you because you were just a powerful kid. Come on. And uh, that scene just gets me. I, I, uh, I don't yeah. know what it is, but it's just where where all his limbs are being torn off. And Palpatine's just talking crap. And he's like, I hate you, Vader. You're not the chosen one. You're just a tool. You're always a tool to the dead eye. You're a tool to me. You're a tool to everyone else. You're going to be a tool to your son. And uh, uh, what is it? This is another scene from the 2020 Vader comics. Well, because that bleeds right into the scene that she yes. has open right now. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I switched over to number ten, <laughs> but it's in number eight yeah. when uh, the eye is talking to him about like the chosen one without any choice. And so I think yeah. that to, to your point that yeah, um, it goes into that. Yeah. And you see, like Vader sees, like okay, well, I was told my whole life I'm the chosen one, but. Maybe I'm not the chosen one. Maybe maybe I was just uh, a false prophecy, pretty much. And uh, one thing I love about the 2020 comic, too, is uh, that scene where Vader sees Luke falling, and he sees mm-hmm. everyone in his life he lost. He sees his mother falling. He also sees Padme falling. So he's like, I did all this, and for what? I lost everything. I didn't gain yeah. anything in return. And then he sees himself falling, and yes. I was like, "Oh god!" Mm-hmm. That's Ooh. what gets me. And every yeah. time I watch Revenge of the Sith, like even before reading the 2020 run, reading the 2015, 2017, I, I cry. I'm like, "Oh god!" You know, yeah. this is, you mm-hmm. see his fall, and you see like he was corrupted, and he he never really had a choice his whole life. Yeah, he Man. just ran from one form of slavery. And to another, to another, and to another, to another, and then he's finally free at the end of his life. And then he, dies. and that's one thing. Like when you see the Return of the Jedi, you see that you're like, he's free. He's able to do yeah. what he can. God, just just what a tragic figure. And like that's that's I think another thing. Like yeah, like the the thing that they, these comics do such an amazing job of is they heighten and transform characters that we are super familiar with and that we we have our, uh, the preconceived notion from just seeing what is going on in the movies and really like yeah like it's it's sad watching episodes like one through six of watching you know this this fall uh, and the corruption of Anakin Skywalker into Darth Vader and everything that happens like thereafter but man the comics really let you know like this is truly a tragic character who like yeah, like he is arguably one of the most powerful people in the galaxy. Mm-hmm. But again, that power is is not his own to control. And he is always at the behest of somebody telling him what he can and can't do and what he has to do and never being allowed to have that free will. And like, man, ugh, 
Just it's, sad. It's so tragic, and it's actually through Anakin that I frame most other things. Like I'm mm-hmm. look watching WandaVision, thinking of a Vision as Anakin. You are this great power. They're not. No one. No one is letting you have any form of choice. Like you've made mm-hmm. your choice, and they've elected to to ignore it. You know, and it, that's uh, yeah. It's a it's a whole thing. But I, I'm I'm curious. So I, at least for, for me. Because I've, I've been reading and just loving the High Republic. I, I got my... I hit my mic, so sorry. <laughs> but I, I got my High Republic Adventures right here. Um, I, I've i been lucky enough... Me, me and Element interviewed Daniel Jose Older, the, the author nice. of this. Uh. He is such a cool guy. I can't wait to like buy him a coffee or something. I said I was buying him a beer, but he doesn't drink. So <laughs> that's unfortunate. Uh, but... <laughs> Um, there's a High Republic comic called Edge of Balance that's coming out. It's it's uh, a manga, and it's the first time. So they did they did Leia, Princess of Alderaan as as a manga. They did Lost Stars as a manga. This is the first time that it is a manga. It's not based off of anything. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm so excited. I'm gonna yeah. be all over that. Um. But uh, I have a dual question for you guys. What um, upcoming or new comic uh, has you excited? It can, it can be in, inside of a run that's already there. You know, I've also been enjoying this Bounty Hunter run because we've been introduced to a lot of new people. Um, but, uh, yeah, so what up, upcoming you know, uh, thing has you excited? As well as you have the green light button you can tell them which comic is going to be made next. What are you going to green light? And I'm going to start with uh, Ringo on this. Uh, well, I'm actually really into the, the Bounty Hunter run because uh, I, I liked Byler Valance from Legends and then his canon version of himself is just always... Oh, He's the Terminator, pretty much. He's the Terminator in Star yeah. Wars. Yeah, yeah. I I am excited for that, and I'm excited for the the new High Republic book coming out, and this whole series that they have set up. They have what three phases so far for it? Yeah, three phases. Yeah, up until twenty twenty five or something like that. I remember. I remember. I watched the uh, the trailer for it, the big thing event that they had before the Light of the Jedi came out, and all the stuff that they announced for it. I was like. This this is amazing. This is so much Star Wars content coming out, and, and in a new era. Really so, <laughs> so it's like in a new era. So so many brand new stories that doesn't have to go off of anything prior to it. So, like the the Adventures of the High Republic, I I loved that first issue with uh, Yoda and all them and finding the new uh, Force people. Uh, what were they called? Uh, I remember. Is, I talked to Daniel about it. I messaged him on TikTok about it because he followed me back. And I was like, I need to discuss this with you. And this character, Buckets of Blood, uh, I love that character too. I'm just excited for all the things coming out in High Republic. And uh, that Katana Saber on the cover of the, the manga book coming out. It, it looks beautiful. And I'm excited to see exactly how that works and and how it's constructed. And I liked, I liked in the Light of the Jedi how the lightsabers would interact with their vehicles like uh yeah you had to make it? a decision uh, if you were going to shoot so yeah it was actually taking your lightsaber and like locking it into yeah 
uh, Raystone, was it him? The the Twilight Jedi? Uh, uh, Loden, that, Loden Greatstorm? Yeah, Loden, Loden, yeah. How he pulled the cannon on his back and put the lightsaber in there and was shooting it. And he's like, I, I, he's like, this thing's heavy and it's it's only got one shot and it might explode. So let's do this. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking about when I was reading, I was like, it's kind of like a, like a Power Ranger type thing. You know, you got to put your key in there and turn it. <laughs> I love that part. Uh, now, if I had a, anything to green light, it would probably be, I was working with a friend on a Boba Fett comic series when I was in art school and uh, we never really got far with it. We, kind of just gave up on it because well, you know stress of school and everything uh we called it uh what was it it was about four or five years after the end of the clone wars it was boba fett sin of the father that's what we called it it was fett trying to take on becoming a bounty hunter while at the same time learning the responsibilities that came with the fett name and all the people coming after you because you had the fett name like Boba learning that maybe Django wasn't the best person that he, or the person that he thought that he was like all this, the stuff that he has to deal with and all the consequences because he is a fet. And also at the same time too, we, we wrote about it cause we wrote a few uh, scripts on it that he was going to meet some clones and stuff and try to build up the fet name that way. But it just wouldn't work out because the clones wanted to be the last fet instead of Boba being the, the leader of the Fat Clan. So, if I had to green light a comic, that's probably what it would be. That's interesting. I like that a lot. That's cool. Um, how about you, Victoria? Um, my green light. But what was the other half of this question? Uh, if there's something upcoming that you're really excited oh, oh, for. Oh, oh, yes. Yes. Okay. I was gonna say. I feel like my mind is so one tracked. Um, so I apologize how predictable I am, but I'm going to say I cannot wait for the rest of this Darth Vader run. Um, I think that it has enhanced so much of our understanding of Return of the Jedi, but as uh, we just got left off in Darth Vader number 10, uh, let the Emperor fear me. I, I am so excited to see where that's going to go, um, to see how, like, in his quest for knowledge and what it leads to um how much he will know about palpatine's plans and contingencies um how it will affect um how we understand him in return of the jedi um and understand all of the conflict um i am very excited for the rest of this run i think it's gonna be amazing um but if I could greenlight a project, um, you know, again, I feel like I've been very one tracked with Star Wars and every nothing wrong with like, that piece. Mm -hmm. I always say, like, yes, I promise I'm a Star Wars fan. It just always manifests in something Darth Vader related. Um, I love uh, the I loved Bloodline uh, with Leia and all of her stories. And I loved how it talked about like the aftershock of the empire and what it means to be Darth Vader's daughter. I, I loved bloodline and kind of the politics of bloodline. I liked, um, what was the guy's name? Ren Ransom. 
Oh, Rin Ribbon Die. Okay. Yeah, I loved that arc in the book. And I, I think that would be something interesting to experience. Um, and the um, Maxine Warriors, something like that would be really cool to see in a comic. Uh, I also, I don't know. I think that like the Amidalans we met, I would like to see more about them and their like quests to bringing honor and vengeance to her and um, kind of seeing that. Uh, I think that would be like a really cool character driven run. Um, and we could see like a lot of emotional action in that. Uh, but yeah, I don't really know as far as um other projects i'd love to see more on luke obviously i feel like there's still yes we have a lot of luke content but we still are just scratching the surface i'd like to see a lot on luke um after return of the jedi um and like building uh the new jedi order i'd like to see a lot about that that'd be cool yeah no i i <laughs> Ah, uh, man. No, I, I, I like that a lot. Because there, there is a lot to tell in that Luke in his prime. Um, mm-hmm. Because, you know, there, there's a lot of people... I love I love The Last Jedi. It's, it's my favorite Star Wars movie now. But there's a lot of people that can't see the track of... Mm-hmm. F- from Return of the Jedi to The Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. I can see in my mind's eye, clearly, of like, if you were on top... And yeah. you are running at the, if you're running as fast as you can and it's not fast enough, how that mm-hmm. could potentially break someone. But that would be something awesome to explore in, in a comic. I also have Element 7 here in the chat um, who is also been reading High Republic Adventures. And, you know, th- we get introduced to uh, Zine Morala who her species is a uh, Mickeyan, the same as um, Tipley and Tiplar that we saw in Clone Wars season six. And their culture does not, they, they reverence the force to the point where they don't touch it. Now, this is 200 years back. So there's gotta be a lot of like, how did, how did those mm-hmm. two end up in the Jedi order? Did, was there a big change that happened with their culture or anything? like that might be something super interesting uh, that element brought up I'd, I'd love mm-hmm. to see that um, but uh, yeah Justin uh, Moose how about how about yeah. you um, and in terms of an upcoming comic one that I'm really 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 pumped to see uh, I mean I, I mean arguably it is this year's big Star Wars event comic. Uh, which is War of the Bounty Hunters. Uh, it just, it's such a cool concept. And again, you know, I, 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 as somebody who has always loved Boba Fett as a character and loving kind of getting him get his due finally in, in, the, in, the, in the larger Star Wars meta, um, just the, the premise of, like, the pitch being that, like, we know that at the end of Empire, he gets... Han frozen in carbonite and by the beginning of return of the Jedi Han is like with Jabba and it's just the story of what happens to Boba Fett in transit between those two things. Um, and it's, it's supposed to like, it's going to tie into Darth Vader, the Darth Vader run and the Dr. Aphra run going on right now. Um, 
it's going to put Boba Fett at odds with Jabba the Hutt, with Darth Vader, with Black Sun, with like all the heaviest hitters in the galaxy because he somebody else ends up with Han Solo. And so Boba Fett is just going to tear through anyone he has to to get him back and complete his bounty. Um, and so like, I'm real excited to see that. That's going to be real nuts. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm pumped for that. Uh, uh, and just just real quick, the one thing one thing that I do love is that a Doctor Afra is a perfect mixture of Han Solo and Indiana Jones. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Which is like, I, I it makes she's like the X twenty three of Star Wars <laughs> with that. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but the the conflict that she has with Han Solo, but. Both of their relationship with Sana Staros just makes like it adds this extra flavor. Like I don't know, it's it's so cool. I'm I there's there's no way Sana Staros does not make herself known in that in, in War of the Bounty Hunters in, oh, yeah. in a significant way. But sorry, Oof. go go on with your your green light. Uh, so my 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 green light is. Again, an idea that I think would be kind of interesting to see in terms of like a story to tell, which is not really like inherently a story important to the larger Star Wars universe, but I, I think it would be fascinating of a story of, you know, not not within within time of the fall of the Empire, of like a squadron of stormtroopers on kind of an outer rim planet that was already like under tenuous empire control was already had was already had its fair share of rebellion kind of coming with it and kind of having a hard time trying to keep the locals down and in check of the squadron sent out there of them sort of whether through finding out about the fall of the empire or through just kind of getting sick of putting up with having to try and do this grunt work against you know, a, a planet that does not want them there, that they kind of abandon ship and ditch their stormtrooper gear and try to blend in and go native. Um, and, you know, like a, 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 you know, a, a hut family kind of rolling in and trying to lean on this small community that they've started to kind of integrate into and have built themselves and kind of like, you know, very secretive about their past, very like not very cagey about it, but like being welcomed into this community and working to start a life that isn't just them in service to the empire. And this, you know, of a, a, a threat of an outside force coming in to try and to try to take that away and them kind of having to like, you know, John Rambo themselves into like defending, like, like digging out this, you know, it's essentially what I'm pitching. is like Star Wars, John Wick. It's it's like it's 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 like a, a like a five like kind of like a bad bash but like set during the Empire area, um, of of them kind of laying low and in this small community that then has to like dig up their weaponry and like their kind of guerrilla tactics to protect this new life that they've made for themselves. I think it'll just be kind of interesting to see, especially you know again because we don't we're we're only we're still constantly getting media that lets us into the lives of these stormtroopers of these people who yeah. you know like like again like like 
post clone troopers were just being recruited or bought and sold into the empire service and they not inherently agree with what they're doing and you know maybe had been conflicted the whole time maybe like weren't happy doing it but like it's it's a living it's what they did um and seeing that you know being like 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 like, like an, an attempt at their own sort of rebellion at their own kind of redemption and in in the in the face of you know trying to protect what is now theirs and and, and start their own lives it would be kind of interesting to see i think I like that. I, I like that a lot. Um, <laughs> also, in, in the chat, we we have um, Grandmaster Grandmaster Nick saying a buddy cop series with Boba and Cad Bane would just be uh, hilarious with like dry humor. God, and Ele- Elements is is casting uh, Stephen Lang as Cad Bane. So I, I'm, picturing, <laughs> I'm picturing Training Day with Star Wars Bounty Hunters. Oh, man. And, oh. and I, I, I locate need that. Um, they're also talking about the Tag and Bink. Um, mm, no, yeah, we, Tag and Bink. We, we definitely need, need more more of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Core Gamer Skills talking about a procedural crime drama set <laughs> uh, where the, the new Jedi Order is handling crimes too large for the local marshals. Um <laughs> That I, I would law and order. Yeah, that'd in space. be great. Oh man. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm into it. Uh, how, how about you, Ringo? Uh, what about the the green light and stuff? Yeah, yeah. So uh, what yeah. what upcoming oh, I went are first. you excited? Oh, you you went first. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, I apologize. I apologize. You're all right. You're all right. <laughs> but yeah, actually, actually, it is it is about that time that that we uh, start wrapping things up. So. Um, what I would like to know, so we've talked about our ideal, like, comic projects coming up, but we do have a bunch of solid, you know, ten solid projects that are, that are coming. Um, so, if, let me know if you have any closing thoughts, um, which of those projects you're excited for and why, as well as let the good people know where we can find you. And that's for you, Ringo. Okay. Uh, well, I know we got a full dinner platter full of Star Wars <laughs> content, like movies and stuff coming. The one that I'm most excited for is the Patty Jenkins movie coming mm. out. I love Rogue, Rogue Squadron. Squadron. Yeah. Yes. And I, I do hope that it is the Rogue Squadron from the Empire time. But if they do post-Empire, like First Order, new Rogue Squadron, that would be pretty awesome. I would love to see more about that. That's one thing I love about Star Wars media. I, I I want more just the other people in the Star Wars franchise. I know we've we've got a lot of Jedi and Sith material already. That's one thing I really liked about Rogue One was it was mm-hmm. the other people as well. Yeah. Uh now that one and the Taika movie coming out. Yes. Uh, I don't know if he's got a trilogy or is it just a single movie? Uh, it's a single movie but, from what we've heard, but that could easily translate into more. My head canon is he's doing Hondo, Hondo and that. Guy. That, uh, that would be amazing. It would fall well with him, especially because uh, his movies are oh, amazing because <laughs> he does so well with the action and the comedy. And I am really, really excited for the uh, Ryan Johnson trilogy as well. If that rumor is true. I, I the last Jedi was beautifully filmed. 
There yeah. was like a scene on Crate when they first get there, and the, the Ice Wolves, I can't remember their names, but where they're running across. I thought that was, oh, that was just beautiful. And Leia and with the, a jacket and the sleeves yes, up. And yes, like, oh, oh. Why is everything iconic in this? <laughs> I, as soon as I saw that movie theater, I was like, that, that is beautiful. Like, and yeah, I'm excited for those, those three movies. Uh, now we're you can find me is on uh, TikTok and Instagram under uh, that Star Wars guy or Geeks Galaxy. That's my main handle. The sub name is that Star Wars guy. Yeah, and this this guy is blowing up like hardcore. <laughs> it's crazy, and you deserve I, it. Congratulations, man! <laughs> well, like, thank you're doing you. Awesome. It's like I told everyone in my one hundred thousand video. I was just I just started it for the fun of it. I my first video is literally a Star Wars meme about Alderaan blowing up, and then I made some clay Dawas, and then I was like, well, I'll just narrate some comic books because I love comic books, and this is a Star Wars page, so let's go. And then boo 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 boo, it just kept going up. I was like, okay, well, people love Star Wars comics. Keep keep it keep it going, man. Like it's it's, <laughs> Thank you. it's so cool. I, I love it. Um, how about you, Victoria? Obviously, I'm excited about the Kenobi series. That is going to be amazing. Um, but I'm really excited about Star Wars Visions, um, the anime series, um, and whatever all that coming out. Um, I can't wait. I, I I think we all have something really that we're all excited about because there's so much coming. Like I I hear this a lot. Like it's a great time to be a Star Wars fan. It really is. And um, I, I'm excited that there's this renewal, there's this um, hope for more Star Wars. Um, and so, yeah, I, I'm excited about everything that we'll get in the in the upcoming years. Um, uh, closing, I am It's Victoria Y'all on TikTok and Instagram. And yeah, that's where you can find me right now. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 so A, I love your content so much, and I love that we've Thank become friends you. over this time. Like, uh, I feel like, I could be wrong, but I feel like our big bonding moment was, I'm actually a really big swing dancer. I do yes. a lot of swing dancing. <laughs> um, and people find it strange, because you don't find many people that look like me swing dancing, and I have to tell them, we invented swing dance. <laughs> <laughs> but uh victoria like yeah she 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 knows all it's yep. it's, it's, it's yeah. cool. <laughs> i did my uh summer project on swing dance and like the cultural <laughs> history of it um and so i was like i'll i'll send you the slides if you want you can share them <laughs> but, uh, yeah also side Thank note you, i'm pretty sure that ringo has the bottle that <laughs> luke uses to catch all the green milk can, can yep, you pull that's that it. bottle yeah, the, like the way you're squeezing and stuff, like I can just picture Luke just like, just, just like, like fresh you. green milk in the morning. <laughs> oh, I love it so much. Uh, and uh, how about you, Moose? Uh, I mean, yeah, I think I, I I'm just really, I'm I, I I am also very psyched about the Rogue Squadron movie. I think that it's again characters who are legendary within. Star Wars canon who you know it, it, it'll be cool to get to see them more fleshed out on screen um, anything for more Wedge Antilles man like god more <laughs> more and more justice for Wedge Antilles and, and, the, and the the way he carried Rogue Squadron 
through every one of their firefights. Um, uh, but also, uh, yeah, but yeah I, I'm, I'm, I'm really, I can't wait until we get more details on Taika's movie. I can't wait to see what he gets to do with Star Wars and the direction he gets to lead into next and in, in, into, into what lies ahead. I'm real excited about that. Um, and in, in terms of finding me, like I, uh, as I said, uh, I am at moose underscore zero on TikTok. Um, I, I mostly do uh, deep dive videos on comic book characters and events um, while also uh, making fun of, you know, gatekeeper culture and, you know, the, the, the lesser aspects of various fandoms. Um, and yeah, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm primarily and most active there. So if you, if you like nerdy conversations, like we've been having for the, these, this past two hour period, uh, come check me out. Yeah. Also, also, I am going to have to challenge you to some tor- type of a nerdy rap because oh, I, I know like- I've, I've <laughs> seen you spit some bars. I've spit some bars myself. I think, uh. Misa, Misa thinking we saw being friends. Uh, <laughs> also, like like Victoria said, I'm super excited for Visions. Um, the thing that caught me off guard at, at the meeting is she was like, this is going to cover the 25,000 years of, of history. And I was like, yeah. Yeah. Did, did she say 25,000? <laughs> Be- because we have Battle of Yavin. Right. Then we have mm-hmm. the prequels. Mm-hmm. Two hundred years before that, it's the High Republic. Mm-hmm. Three thousand years before that, it's the Old Republic. Republic. Yeah. And then Th- another that's twenty. A lot. Yeah, that yeah. Is another twenty thousand years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, uh. this is all within the five of the twenty-five thousand. So that means that we are p- potentially getting some some Jedi. Uh, if if you read. Um, okay. Um, what is it? I want to say Into the Dawn, but that's not it. Dawn of the Jedi. Um, <laughs> uh, so, so we may be getting some of that stuff. I feel like if they did a, an anime style origin for General Grievous, it would just oh, yes. it would oh, yes. wreck That'd my soul. There, like, there's so much that they can do with that project. Uh, yeah. my, myself, I'm most excited for the Acolyte um, because. Yeah. We don't mm-hmm. have a whole lot of canon dark side lore, and mm-hmm. that project proves that it is is going to be about that. Um, Ahsoka, mostly because the background of the logo is the Virgin Scatter, like the world between worlds. What the hell? You can't. You can't put <laughs> like. What does that even like? There's. Yeah, there's there's a, there's a lot to be. It is the best time to be a Star Wars fan. Mm-hmm. Um, the stuff that's been being released with High Republic has, has all, honestly, be, been been really good. It's not me just being a Star Wars simp. It's actually been really high quality. Um, yeah, it's it's just just a wonderful time. So I I am happy. Um, especially since I've been able to join TikTok and like meet these like cool and interesting and awesome people like like you guys, and. I don't know. I feel like this. This this may be. I don't know if this is like 
presumptuous, but I feel like we're like the genesis of like the future of Star Wars fans. I I mm-hmm. feel like when I got started, I was heavily inspired by Element Seven, um, who's now a close friend of mine in in the chat, uh, and like. I don't know, I just, I see us all blossoming, like, out, out of these things, and there's this, it's, it's, the Star Wars fandom, the toxic side is awful, it's one of the worst places anyone could ever be, but the yeah. positive side of the fandom is better than any mm-hmm. fandom I've ever seen, heard of, thought of, contemplated, for sure, mm-hmm. like, full, full stop, so, I am blessed to be in a place where I can talk to people like you guys, um, with uh, you know, with with key masters. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, yeah. Thank you guys so much for joining me here on the High Ground Podcast. Um, I'll give you back the rest of of your evening. Um, but thank you so much, and thank you for yeah. making this a safe place for all fans. And we're we're gonna keep this going. We're just gonna keep it going forever, you know. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> All right, guys. Also, WandaVision in a few Ooh. hours. Yes, so yes, yes. Can't Not wait. ready. We're, we're doing this. Uh. Um, I if I don't cry tonight, I will be disappointed. That's <laughs> that's where, it, where I'm, actually. I'm sorry, real quick. I'm going to end the podcast there. I'm going to clip this part out, but I need to. I need to go around one last time. Any hardcore WandaVision predictions, um, and I, I will, I will make TikTok saying these people were right. If, if you have, <laughs> I mean, um, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I think kind of, kind of going off the conversation that we were having post uh, yeah, Raybird's live stream. Yeah, yeah. I, I still maintain. I, I think, I think we're, we're gonna get the first in-universe usage of the phrase mutant uh, by the end of this episode. And I think that we're going to get a really sad moment of uh, Hex Vision carrying Wanda out of the Hex like he carried her in in the first episode before like disintegrating and being pulled away and dispersed in yeah. her magic. Oof. Yeah, I know. It's going to be bad. It's going to be so bad. Uh, I mean, for, for me, everything is revolving around the kids. I was rewatching the first few mm-hmm. episodes, and when the boss chokes, the final question the wife asked was, why don't you guys have kids? Yes. Mm-hmm. Next episode, they kept saying, for the children. I think it's all going to be okay. Uh, my, my Where I've landed on now. It's all. It's gonna feel like it's all gonna be okay, and Wanda's going to merge the two visions. Uh huh. Yes. And she's going to find out that the kids aren't coming with her, and she's mm-hmm. going to sacrifice herself for the kids. Mm. That's that's what's gonna happen. So Wanda's gonna be scattered to the <laughs> multiverse. We're gonna have to like save her in multiverse of madness, but the kids will be okay. <laughs> it's all this whole thing. For the kids, for the children. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Ringo? Well, I feel like, like what you said. I think Wanda's going to merge X Vision with the newly rebuilt Vision, and 
I don't think it's going to be the same vision. It's she's going to have some of the memories from the hex, but also at the same time too, like he was talking with Darcy, and I think it was the episode before uh, this last one. He's not going to remember anything before that, but he's going to remember everything going forward from when he first was uh, created inside the hex. But at the same time too, Wanda has to somehow open up the multiverse and either she's going to be the main villain and trying to destroy the multiverses to get what she wants or she's going to be lost and Doctor Strange has to come after her and find her and I'm just I'm so scared about the whole children thing like are they going to disintegrate in front of her face at the beginning of this Mm -hmm. next episode is she going to realize just like everything else in the hex her children's fake as well like, are they going to be her children, or are they going to be children that was already in Westview to begin with? The Agatha just took her time to introduce them into Wanda's life. I'm just, I'm just so nervous and scared, and 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 I, and I love it so far, and I'm just excited for it. <laughs> Tears are going to fly. Tears are going to fly, no matter what happens. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I, I learned my lesson from last week. I quit that so too early, and then I got on TikTok and I found. <laughs> The post credit scene. I was like, oh no. <laughs> so I had to go back and rewatch it. So I saw the first five seconds of White Vision stepping out and I was like, no, 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 no. What happened? Where was this from? <laughs> it it I, is we, far and away, next to the movie White Chicks, far and away best users of, of Whiteface. <laughs> 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 and I really hope this next episode answers about. Uh, uh, Evan Peters, like, why is he there? Is he Quicksilver from the X Men verse, or is he just a random citizen that Agatha got into his mind and made him think he was uh, Wanda's brother? Part of me thinks so I, they just won't ag- address that ever. At any point. I, uh, They're just gonna move on. They're just gonna like shovel it like snow. Like, well, that's gone. And, like, but I, I, I what? Why? Yeah, no, we he just was, it's just a thing. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's that, that scene with uh, Monica where she turns around and he's just like, hey. And then the scene cuts out and I was like, well, where is he the next episode? What happened? Snooper's going to snoop. I mean, mm-hmm. th- that's where this is going to start. This snooper's going to snoop. Yeah. Well, that, that, that's that's the other thing, too, is is that, like, I think that if, if it does turn out that Paul Bettany is his own cameo, then... I wouldn't put it past them if this ends up also not being Fox Universe Pietro, but again, whole cloth really, truly created fake Pietro. Because then it's just like, yeah, why not? This is just for, you know, nothing's real. (laughs) Everything's false. (laughs) Um, And Victoria, do you have any, any thoughts? You know, I... I started WandaVision just because I was like, oh, well, I'll start WandaVision. I didn't really know what to expect. Um, I didn't really get into the MCU or would have called myself a Marvel fan by any stretch of the imagination. But I think this was like such an amazing, like, I don't know. It was just, it, it's a piece of art. And I, I think there's so much here that I was like, I have, I have to know more. And so it's making me, so I just stopped my Marvel Unlimited subscription because I got it to read all the Vader comics and some of the Star Wars comics. Mm. But now I'm going to go get it back. 
because I feel like it, I just like want to know more um, because I didn't know um, any of like the references or crossovers. I feel yeah. like I've been, I've had the unique experience to be able to experience each episode on its own mm -hmm. um, and be shocked by everything. <laughs> so that's, I mean, it's been a unique experience for sure, but um I think like I'm hearing, still like, haunted by that yogurt commercial. Like it's still. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah. I know, I know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That I think one was rough. There was, I've been seeing like lots of different, um, like, uh, theories and whatnot. And, and they've definitely sparked my mind because like, I love unpacking things. Like that's one of my favorite things. I think that's why I love Darth Vader so much is there's like puzzle pieces that you don't even have the whole puzzle pieces. You have to create some of the pieces and put them together yourself. And um, I love the puzzle piece idea. And so I love figuring things out. So this is like a perfect you know, like place to do that. Um, but I forgot what I was gonna say. Oh, the commercials. So I was like listening to someone say, and it might've been one of y'all, so I'm sorry, but somebody was talking about the commercials being manifestations of her subconscious. Um, and like the toaster in the first commercial sounded the same as the bomb, like ticking. Um, mm -hmm. And just the ideas of like all the commercials were manifestations of her subconscious was really like a cool thing um, and like things that had haunted her. And so like almost this dream state uh, during the commercials and um and like the idea of like the yogurt commercial, that's what was happening to everyone like in the past Ellis Avenue or something. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I, oh, yeah. there's a lot. I never thought of it like that because everyone other than Wanda Cause they're just like, is unable to access magic. And so mm -hmm. everyone other than Wanda is the people in the commercial who just withers away and dies mm -hmm. and becomes my sleep paralysis demon. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's pretty scary but so i guess um predictions i don't really have any other than i know it will be emotional and um yeah i'm excited to see where it'll go all right well i'm gonna ask all of you guys tomorrow if you cried um you know i will yeah spoiler alert yes yes <laughs> <laughs> but i will let you guys have your evening back thank you guys so much for joining me star wars comics are awesome everyone should start reading if you like star wars and if you want to make the movies bet like the the movie the movie you watch for years and years and years as a child mm -hmm. if you want to somehow make that movie better start reading comics that's mm -hmm. how you do it um yes. anyways may the force be with you and also with the force be with you <laughs> All right, guys, have a good night. You too. Bye. Bye. See ya. Bye.